live from Sev's place, which is not an allusion to Akira at all. No, really, it wasn't. In the murky underground depths of shadowy behind-the-scenes deals in beautiful downtown Ord Mantel. Yes, this is a reference to Bad Batch. By way of Auburn, California, it's microphone therapy. Uh, Mike 3 isn't here tonight. He had the spray shits from eating too much processed vegan food. It made his tummy irpy. So he's been lying in bed sweating and shitting himself, and uh, he would have been fine, but he coughed in the middle of the night, blew out the back of his boxer briefs, and sprayed the wall and floor of his room. He'll get better. Ew. Yeah. And uh, Heather isn't here either. She had an attack of syphilis and leaked all over the seat of her car truck car thingy. So uh, it dripped all the way into the house. It would have been fine, but her kid slipped on it and twisted his ankle. But she'll recover in time for the next show. It's like hard trying to get the whole band together. (laughs) My name is Matt Foley, and I am a motivational speaker. Let's go. What do we got going on tonight? Um, I saw Loki. So did I. Did you see Loki? I watched it today. (laughs) Yeah. Um, My son Kendrick, he loves Marvel stuff, and he loves... Clone Wars and Bad Batch stuff too. So we watched also that, but um, he's been keeping track of when all the Marvel shows are coming out. And uh, I was like, oh, well, hey, it's Wednesday, man. Let's uh, let's get on some Loki. I'm like, all right. So we watched it like first thing this morning. And you know what? I got to say, I'm always reluctant now with these shows because if you look at WandaVision and Captain America or not, um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yeah, they started off great. Absolutely great. WandaVision almost for every episode was really, really good. And then the final episode just, it was just meh, right? And then... Well, what do you expect to do? What did, what did you want them to do with the final episode of WandaVision? It just felt... It, I, it just... I don't know. It, it just didn't play out very well. It just... It felt kind of like third act problem kind of thing. It was... Meaning that she... She basically just walked away from the whole situation. Well, just this weird. No, no. That I mean, that was cool. It just the final battle with the witch. The way there, it, 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 there was just something that wasn't that special about it. And then, uh, really. And then afterwards, when I found out that Doctor Strange was originally going to be in that final part, and then they, and even in the words of Kevin Feige. They changed it because they didn't want to have a, a show where you have an empowered woman character who wins the day instead ha- have it saved by some white guy that comes and d- does it. Right. Right. I, so, I can get behind that. You don't, you don't need a, you don't need, you don't need some dude to save everybody. And, but they originally had him coming in there. So even if they didn't want to have him save the day, okay, fine. But at least have him in there because you were going to originally anyway. So they could have at least had him show up at the end since she's going to be in she's going to be in the the new uh, Doctor Strange movie anyway, right? So right, but the, I mean, I think I, I get what you're saying. In my opinion, I think that it's something. Look, man, you gotta have friends. <laughs> I mean, they're all supposed to be a team one way or another, right? So it, Hold on. well, as usual, you're wrong. There we go. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, I think I, what it comes down to is. If you keep bringing in all the main characters to these series, yeah. you're setting up a precedence that's just going to fail. Yeah, like how they almost had Spider-Man show up at the end of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and then they decided not to. Yeah. So, and I was fine with that. I understood why they didn't do that one. But. So, But the WandaVision series sets her up for the Doctor Strange movie. Uh-huh. You know, so when when she walks away from whatever she was, whatever she was doing at the end of the, mm-hmm. at the end of the TV series. And then we see her next. 
in multitude multiverse of madness yeah. multitude of madness good job mike <laughs> multiverse of madness yeah she um we don't we know where she's going but we don't know enough about her and supposedly she's supposed to be the bad guy of that yeah. movie series because um well in each of the series by the way works all together yeah so like the loki series and when we're going to talk about that um She's she's a Nexus character. She's the same in all multiverses. So that's that's part of what's going on there. So what we're seeing with with Wanda is character development. Yeah. You know, and we have to build that and, and if yeah. we if we bring in too many fucking all these you well, know the first heroes. Look, like I said, most of almost everything with WandaVision was really well done. And it just it felt like it went out on a fizzle and when I found out that they had an original chain, they had an original, original idea for how they were going to end it. That just added to the fact that it didn't seem like they knew exactly how to end it anyway. Yeah. I, they, maybe they were trying to extend the series. Yeah. Um, they also, we have this problem going on with Marvel that we have black widow that still hasn't been released yet, which yeah. I still don't understand why we have. They keep like, they're waiting for the right time. They just don't know when the, the right time is. Yeah. Just fucking release it. Yeah. So the way that it was supposed to work out from what I understand is you had the black widow movie. Then you had like Falcon and the winter soldier. Then you had Loki, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then you had WandaVision as the tail end of this. Yeah. Moving into the multiverse of madness. Yeah. And that got all switched around because Black Widow didn't get released, so they pushed up WandaVision and de- and they developed and they developed Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yeah, and Loki while this was going on, and I, yeah, and kept pushing everything back. So by not releasing Black Widow when they should have, kind of screwed up their timeline. Yeah, so it just also seemed like uh, there was things in there that held WandaVision back too. Um, the char- the Rambo character. Her character, when you find out, you know, she's got powers and, and her character just felt like I was watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like, it, it you know, I'm, I'm not talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in its first couple seasons. I'm talking about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. in like season five. Yeah, she felt like a wasted character. Yeah, it, it just like, uh, here, wow, whoop de doo you know. Yeah. And it, and then, and then the way that Falcon and the Winter Soldier ended, you know, like Zemo was great. I love Zemo. Like, become more and more of a fan as uh, they, when they showed him. But this whole trying to understand the terrorist perspective shit with fucking Falcon, the winter soldier, and then Falcon talking down to these fucking leaders about, you know, telling them how that they should look at things in front of the, it was God, it was so painful to watch. Yeah. You know? That, that stuff I can see. Um, it was really forced. They it was really changed the entire trajectory of that because there was supposed to be a virus that was involved. Mm-hmm. And when the pandemic hit, they fucking, they stumbled over themselves. So instead of going yeah. the route that they should have gone. They just did a bunch of Captain Americas yeah, instead. Yeah. They just fucking decided to yeah. not, not follow the path that they went on for, for fear of backlash or something. You've got to take these chances. This has always been my thing. If you're doing something like this, take the chance. Yeah. Like, because it there could was be some, fucking great. There was some really good shit in there. And look, I, I'm not against acknowledgement of racism and stuff like that. I think it's important to acknowledge that it exists still and that there's a past and, you know, we're trying to learn from it and all this stuff, but some things worked with that with a uh, Falcon and the winter soldier. And some things didn't like when, when you had the old guy, the old black guy who was also a, a super soldier, yeah, yeah. that was really cool. They did some really good shit with that. It was interesting, but then they did stupid shit with it too. Like where he walks out of the fucking building, all of a sudden these cops come up and start harassing him. 
like in the middle of a black neighborhood and they don't know that he's fucking Falcon. It, it just, it felt so forced. Yeah. That, that part did feel completely forced. Although the way that it was written, like it could have been done in, in a different mm-hmm. location. Yeah. Right. And instead of, um, I can't remember the name of the black Captain America dude. Yeah. But that, that character was interesting. Like it was really cool to, for them to put that in there. And even when they did the monument to him at the end, mm-hmm. you know, that I, I was, I'm all for that. That was great. But that whole, like just trying to show, make you fully understand the, the terrorists and the, it just was fucking. And then his sister, Isaiah Bradley, that's who. And then his sister, you know, uh Falcon's sister, how uh-huh. she's constantly fucking giving him shit. Like, dude, He's trying to save the fucking world here, and you want to keep giving him shit about a fucking boat and all this other stuff. It just... Well, no, no. That that was parallel with what's going on. It was just a more condensed version. Mm-hmm. So he's getting shit from... All from sides. All sides, <laughs> yeah. essentially. And when his sister is doing it, mm-hmm. it's much more personal. He take he wants to he wants to sell the boat. He wants to do this. He wants to move forward. Mm-hmm. And he's not realizing that the past is also as... Recognizing and dealing with your past... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It has to be done at the same time. She wants to cling on to things that he doesn't want to cling on to Yeah, because he, he is trying to not realize that his history as a black man and all the shit that he's gone through as a black man. And now that he's, let's just, let's just, you know, face facts. Now he's part of the quote unquote white world. Yeah. He thinks that that doesn't matter anymore. People are going to accept him. Right. Mm -hmm. And Isaiah Bradley said it succinctly when he said, America will not accept a black Captain America. You're never going to be Captain America. You might be black Captain America, but you'll never be Captain America. No, they'll never accept a black Captain America. That's what he said. Yeah. You know, and when, when he dons the Captain America suit and everybody thinks he's he's a hero, they're not, in my opinion, they're not seeing him as Captain America. They're seeing him as, the Falcon, or in some cases, the Black Falcon, as the kid says, yeah. right? But that whole the the whole idea of race playing into this was so important because yeah. he's when he goes home, all that race you can see you can see it's predominantly black. Mm-hmm. There's a few white people there, but it's predominantly black. And then when he goes and deals with a banker, you know, the banker's white, and yeah. he wants his autograph and everything, but he's not willing to help. Yeah, him. just like like like. You look at him like he just looks like, oh, just another black guy. But then all of a sudden, oh, if he plays football, all of a sudden he looks up to him, right? Right, right. Or, oh, he's the Falcon. So, oh, hey, brother. Right, yeah. yeah. You're, you're one of my favorite guys. Well, I need a loan. Oh, well, we can't do that. Which was weird. That that whole thing was weird because. Well, they explained it, though. Yeah. It, you know, he's not the pay and this and that and mm-hmm. the, the Tony Stark thing and whatever else. But he can't prove his income. You know, and that's, that's fair, but what they're showing is the division of race, you know, why it's easier for white people to get along than it is for black people. Mm -hmm. And again, you know, he's getting it from all sides, especially his past and acknowledging the past and accepting the past instead of ignoring the past and pretending that all this shit didn't happen when you are in this other world of superheroes where everybody accepts you because you're a superhero. Yeah. You know, you're not special. He is not a special, you know, in terms of a mutant or superpowered freak or whatever you want to call yeah, it. Yeah, he's just a regular guy. Yeah, and he he has to use enhancements and, and technology to to assist him in, in defeating these superpowered people. And he's able to do that. But people don't see that. People only see the outer shell, you know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, f- 
I, if they do a second series on this, we're going to see from from the second series on where they are not going to accept him as Captain America. He's the Falcon, right? And it's or going, they'll keep calling him Black Captain America or Black Captain America, right? Yeah. You know, and and that that whole race part of it will play into, you know, the the idea behind uh, what they established in the first series, but. As far as a series goes, a lot of it was really good. Yeah, yeah. I, dude, the John Walker stuff played out way better than I thought it would. Because when they first showed him wearing the Captain America suit at the end of the first, it was, I think it was at the end of the first episode. Yeah, yeah. And his ears are all bent outward. He just looks so fucking dorky. He looked like the up version. Yeah, that's that was the meme going around. Yeah. Is that, you know, uh, he looks like Carl from... Uh, yeah, from, and uh, I, I, I didn't even up. see those memes, but that's what he looked like to me. So that's funny that, you, yeah. that they, people did make memes of that. And, uh, I, I was wondering if it was going to play out very well and it did. It actually, he became a compelling character, right? <laughs> yeah, so funny. yeah, I mean, you have, you have a bunch of these memes. <laughs> it's America's ass right there. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Take a bath, hippie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like, I, I liked what they did with, with, uh, Wyatt Russell. Yeah. Thank you. I like what they did with his character mm-hmm. in terms of being able to turn him into a super soldier and then him seeing the effects or us seeing the effects of what the serum does to people yeah. when it's not perfected, you know, or how it, uh, how it adversely affects others, you know, just like um, was explained in the first Captain America movie. I was surprised when his buddy got killed. Like, he got killed quickly. I thought he'd be around for a little bit longer. Yeah, he was, he was supposed to survive, and I guess he didn't. Not this round. Uh, well, not in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that all plays out. But um, was it um, Battlestar? That's his name. Mm-hmm. His name is so Battlestar was supposed to fucking survive, and uh, well, we all know what happened. So yeah, I. But o- overall, I I did like uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. You know, Bucky. You know the the the, the therapy things and the and that was really cool with him dealing with the past where he. Um, was, you know, hanging around the father of someone he killed, yeah. you know, an innocent bystander and things like that. It, you know, I, I, it would have been nice. They could have done a little more with it, but you know, it, it was only what, eight episodes or is it six? Um, six or eight, six or eight. Yeah. yeah. I can't remember, but yeah, it was still, um, still worthwhile. It just, um, so I'm, but I'm with Loki. I'm really hoping that it doesn't start as strong as it does. And then it goes, it doesn't fizzle by the end. Well, you saw, you saw the first episode. So let's talk about the first episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the first episode, of course it does like a, a plenty, a little flashback where it shows, you know, the, that scene in Endgame where Loki takes the test rack and disappears. Right. And, uh, and then it goes into, I mean, if someone had, if someone had told me that Taika Waititi directed the first episode, I would have believed them. Cause that's how it plays out. It feels like, like a Ragnarok version of Loki, you know, the, with the, with him in this, uh, <laughs> this fucking, what was the name of the place that he was at? The, 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 the time, uh, variant, uh, association or whatever it Authority. is. Authority. Like there's all these different rooms he's got to go through <laughs> when he's arrested. And I, the, I like it, you know, the guy with the stack of papers, like every sign this, like it's all everything you've ever said. What? And then he goes, what? And then you hear the fucking printer go off the dot matrix printer. <laughs> and then he says something else. You're going to sign this too. I start laughing. My, and William's watching it with me and he's all what? And I go, I go, what? 
and then he says something else and then it starts printing another thing and i go he goes what and i go i had to explain it to him you know like he was like oh you're taking the fun out of you fucker <laughs> and I, I, I like it when he fucking uh drops through the next floor and he does the batman change yeah you know so he's in the time variance authority uh <laughs> what do you want a prison garb if you yeah. want to call it that yeah you know yeah, and it, it, it's like the guy with the ticket. The guy who's like, I didn't get a goddamn ticket. Yeah. And then he just evaporates him. Yeah. And it's like, isn't that... I, look, I, I know that there's... It just seemed weird that they would just execute people. Like, what? I don't think they executed him. I think that they... Re, well, they removed him from the timeline uh-huh. because they were going to do that anyways. But I think that he... Some word I'm looking for here. He is... Um, I, I don't think those batons eradicate people you can see uh, 100% meaning <laughs> I mean they're, they're set up to stun they're set up to do this they're set up to do uh-huh. that but I think that when when they hit them they can determine where in the timeline they are so yeah. he may have to go all the way back to the beginning you know what I'm saying uh-huh. and then have to go through this whole thing again we might I mean, it's possible um, but yeah, just that was so funny like the the whole cuphead animated thing on the TV uh, miss w- miss minutes with uh Tara strong doing the voice yeah. and uh it just yeah it, the, the playfulness of that whole thing was just hilarious yeah take a ticket there's no one in line take <laughs> a ticket and he goes to the other side and then the fucking opens the drawer and it's just full of infinity stones yeah. and he's like oh yeah some of the guys use them as paperweights <laughs> i'm oh. like I'm like, I guarantee you someone of the the Easter egg nerds are going to, they're going to still image that and they're going to point out every fucking thing in that drawer. Uh, yeah, they've already started doing that. Yeah. There's, I mean, you know, where, where's the Tesseract? He just pulls it out and gives it to him. Yeah. He just doesn't care. Yeah. It's, uh, they're, they're, they has, they has, has no effect there. Yeah. And it, and it was like right after, and then he, like Loki said, I'll gut you like a fish. And the guy's all, what's a fish? Hmm. Yeah, and it was like, and then so it's like it didn't matter. It, it didn't matter. These powerful stones are just nothing. That's how powerful this time thing is. Yeah, well, they're outside of time. Yeah, and I, so I, I, I lean, I lean over Kendrick. And I go, "There's always a bigger fish." Yeah, <laughs> nice. All right, Liam Neeson. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it, it's interesting what they're going to do, like with the Owen Wilson character, uh, Mobius. And did you see the uh, Mephisto on the wall? It wasn't Mephisto. It was, although it was supposed to be, and I thought the same thing. Uh-huh. It's Loki. Yeah, they so, said it was Loki that's doing all this. Yeah, so that picture is with the horns and everything. Loki is in different in in different countries and whatever else. Yeah, a different representation. So you know, mischievous or whatever else could be Satan, could be this or that. Yeah, because I and I believe I I believe in North mythology. Mythology. I just look it up right here, but for the most part. Uh, I said North mythology. Good job, Mike. <laughs> he is not just a trickster, but he's also like, um, always a shapeshifter and does all this other stuff. Um, he, he essentially is just a dick. That's <laughs> what he is. I don't want to say he's, he's supposed to be Satan or, you know, uh, underground, you know, the hell the leader of hell or whatever else he, but he's, he's mischievous. Yeah. He's, he's got those same, fucking qualities about him where he's he he goes against the grain and he fights everything and he's you know he's he he doesn't care about what other gods think and he just does what he does mm-hmm. you know just the uh the whole um uh, free will thing right kind of chaotic uh, uh anarchic anarchist yeah type yeah so 
while while that's happening, he also has horns, so people and he can shapeshift. So maybe he he had horns and he was red or whatever. Anyways, when they pointed out that that's what the person looked like, maybe this Loki is red, you know, or shapeshifted to look like. And it could have been Mephisto. And I, and that's is that a cat down there? Black cat. Yeah, I thought I saw. The, and and that was the first thing that I thought of when you said Mephisto, and and I I was like, oh shit, they're gonna they're really gonna do this. Mm-hmm. Let's see if they do this, but. <laughs> Everybody's waiting for Mephisto. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, eventually got to bring in, you know, Mr. Sinister and everybody eventually got to bring in the big villain, other other big villains, right? Yeah. Um, in one form or another. Well, new rock stars did this fucking timeline thing of who betrothed who, you know? Hmm. So they went through the Celestials, they went through the Variants, they hmm. went through the, the parents of the Celestials and how they were created. Yeah. And they went through the entire, not everybody, but they went through, you know, um, uh, ego, uh, oh God, who are all the celestials? Galactus. Nowhere. Um, um, yeah, I, I don't know the other ones, but Galactus is not a celestial. No, no, it's not according, huge. not according to, uh, what's written, but you have, yeah. Okay. You have eternals and deviants. So they go through the celestials. So you have humans, eternals, and deviants, right? Mm-hmm. And the creation of the X gene and this and that. So then you have the Watchers. You have um, all of these guys trying to figure out. That's a lot of info. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you have this guy named Progenitor who crashed to Earth after it was infected by the horror. Progenitor died a sad, lonely death. The celestial's diseased body fluid seeped into the Earth's blah, 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 blah. Uh, Zagreb, the aspirant, came to Earth in search for pro- progenitor. Zagreb found the progenitor and became inflicted with the horde. Uh, it mutated him into a rabid dark celestial. Uh, Zagreb was defeated. And then you have... Uh, just give me the names of the celestials. That's all <laughs> I want. You have Ego. You have one above all. This is the leader of every other member of his race. Tiamat, Exeter, the executioner. Esson, Godhead, Erishim, the judge, and Zagreb. So... Um, Galactus is a cosmic entity. He balances between eternity and death and is a remnant of the former universe. So hmm. that's, that's all I know about the celestials in terms of, yeah, Erisham, the judge, Ashima, the listener, Tiamat, the dreaming, Esson, the searcher, Exeter, blah, blah, blah. And from what I understand, when the Eternals comes out, that's going to be the main thing for uh, the, the main battle, I guess, mm-hmm. is when the celestials come down to judge Earth. So we're going to see the 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 birth of mutant kind and things like that. So I'll tell you what the, the Shang-Chi trailer was, wasn't bad. It was interesting and fun, but the one for the Eternals, it did not give me any goosebumps at all. No, none. Like it might as well have been a, a DC movie that, you know, where they're scattershot bullshit. I think that it would have worked better if they had released a trailer for each of the Eternals individually, Mm -hmm. just like a 45 second. So you can string them all together and just quick shots of, you know, action and and like, um, like when you see the character posters in the movie theater where each poster has one character on it. Yeah. Who's, who's the guy that's playing the Indian dude? Uh, I don't even remember. All I remember is Angelina Jolie. That's it. It's he, well, he was in, he's, um, the comedian guy, the Indian dude. That's playing an oh, Indian. Oh, yeah. Kumail Nanjiani. Is that who it is? Yeah. All right. I was going to say Kumail Nanjiani, but I didn't, I wasn't exactly sure. Um, he's supposed to be like, he, he is the extrovert of the group mm-hmm. and he is the world's number one actor. 
you know, so he's an Indian actor and yeah. he's like the biggest fucking draw in the world. And he uses his, he uses his powers to do that stuff. Yeah. So he's living a life of luxury and all this other shit and debauchery and fame and whatever else. And like, it would have been cool to, to, to do like a mini, like all Indian movies have a, have a, uh, a, a song in them. They have to, it's Bollywood. It's, if it's Bollywood yeah, it has to, yeah, because it has to adhere to the rules of Indian filmmaking. Right. So it would have been cool to do like a, a 45 second fucking whatever with this music playing, uh-huh. this Indian music playing. And then in the middle of it, you'd show the dance routine, whatever else, but you know, you, you intercut that with all the action that's going on. Mm-hmm. And that would have, that would have gotten me a little bit more excited, but this trailer was not exciting. It was, it was not Thor Ragnarok. I can tell you that. Yeah. It just, or Captain America. Or, yeah. Or I, it's not giving me the goosebumps. Yeah. So anyways, getting back to the Loki stuff. <laughs> Well, how do you, what do you think about Owen Wilson playing Mobius? I yeah, Mobius. I liked him. Mobius. He was very subdued. He was very mature, and I I liked him. Like you know, a lot of times Owen Wilson or yeah, I almost said Luke. Um, oh wait, yeah, he, yeah, he, he didn't he didn't go wow. I don't think he said wow once. You know, and it wouldn't have bothered me even if he did because he still was the he was always the smartest one in the room, and he took the mature role in this one. Yeah, instead of him being like Lightning McQueen or. You know, whoever he played in Armageddon or whatever, he was, he wasn't the comic relief either. Instead, you saw that there's more to Owen Wilson than just that, right? No, yeah, his role was, is that of, you know, I don't give a shitism. Yeah, you know, he, he kind of reminded me of Coulson, Agent Coulson in a way. Okay. So, um, I liked it. I, I like, you know, I look, I, I like Owen Wilson. <laughs> just, you know, the, the, the nose thing always bugged me, which is stupid. But, yeah, his penis nose. But, um... But no, he always has, there's moments where he shines and he's shining in this. He's doing a really good job. He's an interesting character. Yeah. You know, but there, I'm wondering, like, they, it's weird about the show is that they pump up these characters so much, like they're so powerful, these time soldiers and stuff. But yet, like, it was weird to see them all get ambushed like they did at the end of the episode yeah. when they went back to the 1800s or whatever. And then the Loki sets the fire. Yeah. Like, wouldn't they see that coming? <laughs> no, because the, the this Loki is working outside the rules, so they don't know yeah. what's going on. So yeah, I know there's a catch to it. It's just it's weird how when Loki first gets there, how they just completely shut him down in every single way whatsoever. Whatsoever, like the part where he gets punched hit in the face and it goes into super one sixteenth slow motion. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. But then and his fucking lips are all. But it goes all. I mean, they keep just bitch slapping him the whole time. And then out of nowhere, he's able to flip it on him. And then he's just fucking them up the whole time. Yeah. Which shows that they are not the all powerful entity that they think yeah. they are. It just seems like they're peons with, with, with gadgets. Yeah. Right. And they still aren't, they aren't, they aren't at some intellectual level above. They're still, yeah, it's yeah. a bureaucracy. Yeah. Then you know? he called them bureaucrats too in the episode. Yeah. So, I mean, and the only ones that really have any power are the ones like Morbius or Mobius. The time, uh, not bandits, almost the time bandits, the time uh, lords or whatever they're called. Yeah. Those, those guys, the ones that created the TVA. Yeah. You know, but the rest of them are just humans, or if you want to call them that, let's just call them humans that are doing this job for them so that they can, you know, keep the timeline straight yeah. know, as it were. But you have the other ones like Mobius or the caseworkers, if you want to call them that, yeah. you know, these, the, the, the specialists, the specialist caseworkers 
where they don't let anything bother them. It's just like, oh, well, this is what's going on. You know, like like the the soldiers, whatever you want to call them, the guys, they instantly react to anything outside of the norm. So when that girl walks in in the church and the guy shucks the, uh, the, the shotgun stick, if you want to call it that, yeah. the glow rod, and, and Mobius is like, just, just, just <laughs> calm down, you know? Yeah. And then he just walks over and starts talking to him in French, you know? And then they're both like, I can talk in French too, you fucking jackass. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> and and he just completely ignores it, right? Mm-hmm. So he's he's completely confident. These guys, these caseworker guys are completely confident about their abilities because they don't let anything affect them. They don't they don't overreact. They they just they just deal but with they're also, the situation. But they seem to also be very one note in their their, their approach to things too. Like they don't they don't like do a variance. They're just pretty much like lock it down, get it out of here kind of thing instead Ooh. of the soldiers. And oh like yeah. 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 I Mobius is more like, wait, let's, let's see what little crush does first or something, you know, yeah. like, well, let's, let's slow down and reevaluate the situation. Well, yeah. I mean, he's, he's doing an investigation and that's what his job is, is to yeah. investigate what's going on. And these guys just want to fucking, uh, what was it at the end when, when the other Loki attacked him? What did he say? He said, um, let's reset this timeline and bail. Yeah. You know, he didn't want to investigate anything. He didn't want to look into anything. He didn't even care about the fucking, the, the, the weirdly looking. Yeah. Uh, glowy shovel. Yeah. You know, and that reminded me of men in black, like how they just send in neuralizers, like the neuralizing cleanup crew. Yeah. Without even like doing anything other than just a quick question and they're out. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, the neurizer cleaning crew is the ones that they, they get all the information. This, mm-hmm. this is the exact opposite. They're not even getting any information. Yeah. They're just fucking cleaning the timeline. And that's showing us that there's a problem on both sides now. Yeah. You know, you have Loki who's supposed to, the, the, the dead Loki, our Loki, mm-hmm. you know, the Tom Hiddleston Loki is going to be a catalyst for stuff that happens. But the way that it's going about, the way, what it seems to me is that, Mobius wants to use this Loki because he's not getting anywhere with these other guys. And apparently it's incumbent upon them to investigate what's going on instead of just reset the timeline and grab whatever they can, you know, to make sure that none of this stuff is happening. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, very, very much the important shit, which was at the end of the episode where before they reset and bail, well, we have a guy that's using, you know, uh, time travel to go back in time to make money, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not even going to go, I'm not even going to worry about that. Yeah. So they're skipping steps and Loki is there. So Mobius is there with Loki now to find out what's going on. And it seems like there's corruption within this bureaucracy. And that's why he's using Loki to pull this corruption out of this, uh, out of this bureaucracy. A wild card. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and one of it is, and, one, and part of it is when he's talking about it with Loki as they're sitting there watching the Avengers, basically the, the three films. Yeah. And you know, it is, it, it is, it is, it always is and always will be like this. And this is your, and this is your timeline. And then he sees that he dies, you know, he fucking witnesses his own death. Yeah. And he's just like, that's it. I can't change this. Yeah. No. Th- that's it. That's how I end. Fuck. Yeah. I get killed by Thanos. Great. So, and apparently there's more to this entire time, this time variance authority with Thanos. Mm -hmm. Like this is one of the, one of the planets. Uh, And Thanos is an anomaly. 
and he is a mutant. He was the way that when he was born, his parents wanted to kill him because he's not nor, he's not of the natural order. So, and then they, they didn't kill him. They sent him And that's him why the him. Avengers were allowed to fuck with time because they had to fix what, what, yeah. Well, yeah, in that timeline, then they brought that up. Yeah. So, well, what about the Avengers? They were fucking with time. Well, that's because that's what they were supposed to do, you know? Like, who makes the rule? Yeah. And <laughs> these time guys, the time lords, I guess. Yeah, well, you have to crib, what do they call it? Cribbing the time? I guess what that's what it sounded like. And it was used initially in, I don't know if it was Endgame, whenever, when they met, um... Um, of the the old one, the uh, oh, the ancient, the, the yeah, the the, the the ancient one. Yeah, when they met the when Banner met the ancient one. Yeah, and she says, you know, these things are happening, and you and if we do this, then you know the timeline splits, and you have mm-hmm. to crib the timeline, right? Yeah, and that was that has been carried over into this new series where they have to crib the timeline and make sure that it doesn't get all out of shape. And watching the trailers they're showing the timeline get all bent out of shape because mm-hmm. now people are just jumping back and forth and fucking everything up. Yeah. The guy who, uh, who wrote the first episode, man, I think he also directed it. He, uh, he did a really good job. I, I this, you know, when you see a good writer, like when, you know, you notice Noah Hawley. Yeah. All the shit he does, you know, and you start to see, Oh, he directed this. He directed that. Okay. He wrote this. He wrote that. Okay. This makes sense. Like the guy who did this seems to really be a good writer. Um, Kate Heron. No, the guy who wrote the series, not the director. Uh, well, um, I don't know the the uh, uh, Waldron. Okay, yeah, so Michael, uh, Waldron. Michael Waldron. He wrote he wrote this first episode. So, oh, he's worked on Rick and Morty. <laughs> yeah. uh, Loki heals. He also did uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, so. he, he was a he was a writer on commu- or an assistant writer on and, and yeah, assistant writer on Community. Dan Harmon, right? Uh, Harmon Quest. He was uh, on nine episodes of Harmon Quest. Uh, he wrote the screenplay for Kevin Feige's untitled Star Wars film. Hmm. So there's a Star Wars film that's been written that's been sitting out there. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. So apparently, I don't know if uh, Kate Heron is going to um, direct all the episodes, but the first episode is fucking, it was great. I loved it. Yeah. I, and like I said, it, it had that Ragnarok vibe to it with the humor. It's great. I don't, I, I still like the, the D.B. Cooper part. I have a bomb. <laughs> well, because at first I didn't know what time it was set in, so I was at first I was just like I, I said out loud to Kendrick, I go, "Oh, he's doing a DB Cooper thing, <laughs> right?" Right. And then and then uh, Mobius goes, "You were DB Cooper," and like, "Oh, there we go. <laughs> okay, he was, it was DB Cooper." <laughs> yeah. And then he called for Heimdall. When Heimdall pulled him, he's like, "Oh, that was a was a little uh, a bet I had with Thor." Yeah. So that that's um. That's going to be interesting if they follow along with that path line, you know, if mm-hmm. they, if they go back to that, you know, DB Cooper thing, but uh, the excitement in Owen Wilson's uh, character is like, no, no, I want to learn more about this. Yeah. We got to finish this. Yeah. Right? You can't just, you know, evaporate him or whatever, or, you know, um, yeah. See like this first episode of Loki, it shows that there's still plenty of quality shit that Marvel can put out, you know, just as long as they don't get, too caught up in their own political bullshit. Yeah. So Kevin Feige noted that Mobius is similar to Owen Wilson in that he is completely nonplussed or unfazed by the MCU. Uh, Hiddleston helped Wilson prepare for the role by explaining and showing him moments from the films, which Wilson felt was useful for when Mobius interviewed Loki in the series. Um, oh, Richard E. Grant in, in, in Guy from Hudson Hawk. Wasn't she in um, Hellboy with uh, the new Hellboy? I believe so. 
She was the psychic or whatever. Yeah. But the time variance authority, all this stuff is really going to be interesting how they're going to incorporate the TVA uh-huh. into the Marvel universe. I mean, they're doing it slowly, but it's such an organ, it's such a huge organization that's outside of everything. Yep. So I wonder how this is going to um, fit within within the, the uh, well, really, I, I want to know how it's going to fit within the Doctor Strange universe. Movie. Yeah. So, you know, are we going to see, are we going to see these guys really get into it? Um, it was created by, here we go. Mr. Alternity, First Secretary, Professor Justice Alphonse Gamble. Upper management. <laughs> Justice Mills. Chrono Monitors. What a name. So the Chrono Monitors are lower ranked TVA employees that are literally faceless. And they're artificially created using quantum technology, which is, again, Ant-Man. And, oh, we're going to see Kang the Conqueror. So that's part of, that's also part of the TVA as well. Um at the moment a new reality appears, a new faceless agent is created to monitor it. Clone managers resembled Mark Grunewald and later Tom DeFalco, both longtime Marvel Comics writers. On occasion, the TVA hires mercenaries for use in more dangerous missions, such as Justice Peace and Death's Head. Um, those mercenaries often lose limbs, which the TVA replaces with clunky robotic parts. Oh, my God. If they, if they do this, it's going to be fucking great just to see how they, you know deal with and and it's it's funny because at the beginning where you had the dwarf you know yeah. talking to loki and he and he's just asking him you know are you a robot or not yeah and, well, you, you, you'll melt in the machine the machine will melt you yeah <laughs> from the inside out yeah so these the tva has does replace you know missing limbs with clunky robot parts so and right when you said that that reminded me of the episode of uh of uh the bad batch that I just watched. Oh yeah. And sure. then, and then they have a, they have technology, they have a time machine that's shaped like an old locomotive. So there's a little bit of back to the future in it. Yeah. A pastiche of the doctor. A, oh, so justice Alphonse Gamble is basically a copy of doctor who. Okay. And is a renegade from the TVA. So I wonder if that he is the, he is one, the one that's um, manipulating the other Loki, Mr. Tesseract. I'm pretty I think I'm almost 100% positive that I'm never going to start Doctor Who. So I guess Earth 616 is a comic universe. Uh-huh. They have they have a character called Mr. Tesseract, <laughs> who is a subordinate to Mobius, who is assigned to reconstruct the lost data from Earth 616. I wonder if we're going to see him. Mr. Paradox ceased to exist when Clockwise blasted him with a retroactive cannon. Mr. Ouroboros is the future clone of Mr. Paradox ceased to exist when Clockwise used the retro cannon on Paradox. Um, I, I wonder if we're going to see Fantastic Four as well because Mobius attempted to discipline the Fantastic Four for violation of the TVA's laws. Uh, he who remains, that's who was, he's the last survivor of the Time Variance Authority. He's the one that was present at the time and went back in time to fix the timeline. Uh, Justice Might, Truth, and Liberty are officers who aid Mobius in capturing Fantastic Four. Uh, while they were running loose in the null time zone, Justice Love, Agent and Justice Peace partner, and Justice Goodwill, court officer, ceased to exist when Clockwise blasted him with a retroactive cannon. All right. So I wonder if we're going to see this guy, Clockwise. I'm hoping we do. And maybe Hunter B-15 is Clockwise because she's the one that seems to want to blast everybody, <laughs> right? Yep. So what do you think about the new Clone Wars or the Bad Batch? What do you think about the Bad Batch series? I'm not the best judge of it. Um, it doesn't, the show doesn't excite me at all. Really? Why? 
I've never really been a fan of the military aspect of Star Wars when it came like when they had episodes that focused a lot on the clone troopers in in the the Clone Wars show. I lost interest and I I know that's like sacrilegious because my son Kendrick loves it. You love it. But I, I just, I don't know. It wanes. My, my interest wanes every time. I, I don't, you know, it's like, I don't want it to be that way, but it is. Um, with the bad batch, it's, it's very similar too. like this show is not made for me. It's not, I'm going to keep watching it cause I love star Wars, but it's not, it's not twirling up my skirt. You know what I mean? It's not blowing it up. It's well as usual. You're wrong. <laughs> So like, it's good that you can talk about it. Cause I, you know, like there's characters that show up that I didn't even remember that they were in other episodes from the past, you know, like, like the two twins that showed up. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about them being in the final season of clone wars. And then Kendrick brought it up. Right. You, you know, I'm like, Oh yeah. The two, they were on the side of that fucking thing and they worked on ships and Ahsoka came there and okay. Yeah. I remember yeah, yeah. And one was an asshole. One was nice. It might've been a lesbian too that I think she had a thing for Ahsoka. I got the vibe or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, this, okay. So what we're seeing is the bad batch is the A team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong, but more to it. These are the guys. Okay. So you have the in-betweens, mm-hmm. right? So you have the clones in what we song, uh, Camino or Camino or however they say it. I say Camino. Camino. They, they always say Camino. I, I've never heard it differently. Well, they say Kaminoans, oh. Kaminoans, yeah, whatever. So when you see them on Camino, when you see the clones on Camino, and then they get into that fight, you know, good soldiers type of thing. Yeah, good soldiers follow orders. Well, when you see this happening, all all you're seeing is a repeat of the separatist army, except for with flesh and blood. Yeah, right. They're just programmable automatons with nothing better to do than to fight. Follow orders. Yeah. And the Bad Batch is that middle ground. They're the before, variant. Yeah. <laughs> bef- before they go from the clones to regular army. Yeah. So we're seeing that slow transition. And we don't see exactly what they're going to do with the clones. Um, my guess, best guess is, is that they're trying to follow along with one of the comic books, which the Empire actually destroys Kamino. Mm. And I would assume so, like cover up the whole cloning thing or... Yeah, that's but we don't know what's going on. So I um I don't think they destroy the planet. I think they destroy that particular the platform. facilities or yeah. But because they have other underwater facilities, mm-hmm. and some of them, the the reason why that one is above water line is I God I can't remember easy access for non Caminoans. <laughs> yeah, I think so. But the planet used to be above water, mm-hmm. and then. Then things happened, and then then Kevin Costner showed up. And then Ke- yeah, and yeah, um, now everything is built underwater, with the exception of like a couple of hand Typoca City. That's what it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, so they built this facility to sell clones to the galaxy wide, right? Yeah. And now we are seeing the end of that run, and they have they have however many they have left before the gene seed basically spoils mm-hmm. and they've got to find a replacement yeah. for the next generation of clones that they want to create so that they can continue making money and serving yeah. the empire in the way that they can serve the empire. And that seed is the girl. And a lot of people think that the girl is, is the clone daughter or a clone of Palpatine. Okay. The way that she has her hair. 
swooped back, mm-hmm. you know, it's very similar in the way she stands. Like she stands with her hands like this, huh, okay. you know, clasps. So it's one, the, the palm to palm yeah. thing. Well, you know, so you have the fingers stretching towards the, uh, yeah. uh, the, the wrists and she's force sensitive. Obviously we just haven't seen her use her powers yet. Activate. Yeah. Yet, yeah. So, and that seems to be where it's heading, but I can't, I can't predict what Dave Filoni is thinking of doing because it's still early. Yeah. I mean, well, the, the stories in and of himself are all, are all over the place. Yeah. They like every episode seems to be very self-contained. Yeah. With the exception of Wrecker, who is the one, the one main character that seems to be similar across the entire series so far yeah. when he, he keeps hitting his head he keeps caught, you know, he has that, he has, he has a headache, uh-huh. you know, and it's the chip and they're trying to, you know, they don't know everything that's going on, which that, that part bugs me. Like he keeps holding his head and I got a headache and this and that. And every one of them have seen the headache thing with, with, um, crosshair. Yeah. And he, and Wrecker keeps saying, you know, uh, a good soldier follows orders. Yeah. And I think it would have been better instead of, instead of him saying, oh, you know, he keeps hitting his head or he keeps getting a headache or whatever, that slowly the good soldier follows orders just slips into his vocabulary, you know? Yeah. Or you see him just kind of cradling his head, you know, or or he gets sick once in a while instead of complaining about his head hurting yeah. or whatever. So that, or he keeps hitting his head. So yeah. kind of an allusion to obviously Star the original Star Wars. But when when you when when you're telegraphing this stuff, you're giving away everything. Instead of telegraphing it, I think it would just be better if they just kept it so that you you see what's going on, but the 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 um the betrayal is just slow and fucking just evil, mm-hmm. you know, if there's going to be an evil thing. Um there's r- rumors and stuff like that. I want to say that uh, speculation, not rumors, speculation that they're going to find Ahsoka who's going to help Wrecker and they're going to use her to help Crosshair. Uh, to get that chip out of his head, just like they did with Rex. Mm. <laughs> but so far, um, I like the the Moff Tarkin episode. Yeah, that was a good one. I I thought the Rancor ep- the Rancor episode was okay. It's cute. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's not the it's. I don't think it's the Rancor. I like the fan film better with the with the Rancor egg. Remember that? Yeah, I I don't think it's that Rancor though. Yeah, I, because the, the the Rancor in Jedi is named a different name. Mm-hmm. And this one's named Mochi. So, but there was, if, if you notice, so the three people that were captured on Ord Mantel, the, the three green skinned, those are, um, those are uh, species that are similar to Shizor. Shizor was the guy that, uh, ran the black sun. I just can't remember the names of Shizor. Oh, Falene. So if you look at Shizor, mm-hmm. he's all green. He's a Falene prince and part of, uh, the underground or the, uh, yeah, underworld, um, Imagine waking up and having that stereo every day. God. (laughs) Underworld criminal organization called Black Sun. So what's cool about that is that they may have just um, told us that Shizor, uh, uh, there we go, turns up in the Bad Batch. I have to find it. I like how I was able to recognize Rhea Perlman's voice as that lizard chick. Oh, yeah. uh, Sav or whatever her name is. Mm -hmm. I liked, uh, Alan, this last episode that came out that it shows where What's being done with all of the uh, the robot troops, all the uh, droids? Oh yeah, they're being melted down on Corellia. Yeah, yeah. So when the slavers grab them, those three the three green skinned people are Falene. Um, so I'm I'm wondering. I'm part of me is wondering if 
that is Shizor. Part of me doesn't care because it takes, it's, it's not that I don't care. It just takes place too close to when Shizor took over the criminal uh, organization of Black Sun. So is this season supposed to be long? I heard, um, it's supposed to be like more than one season. Like, uh, like how Clone Wars is like 20 plus episodes a season. I don't know how many episodes. I don't think it's going to be that long. I think it's going to be like 12 episodes, maybe. Um, let's see. She's or salad. Ugh. I was trying to figure out. Um, I'm just trying to figure out where, how long he was, uh, part of the, uh, underground. So his rise to fame was in shadows of the empire. So he was already head of the black sun between, between, um, uh, empire strikes back and return of the Jedi. Mm-hmm. So the idea that she's was the young boy in, in a bad batch can't it's, you know, well that no, the bad batch happened what relatively quickly after. Yeah. During the events of, uh, of, of revenge or, uh, revenge of the Sith. And then afterwards. Yeah. So it's possible that, okay. 20 years, 25 years. Yeah. Okay. I can see that. It's possible. But for the most part, like I, I've never liked this character. She's, or I didn't like the way they wrote him, especially in shadows of the empire. It's just like everything that he could do. He was just like super ultra powerful and everything that he did, you know, um, was perfect. And, you know, he had this, this robot named Guri who was an assassin and, you know, it's just like a, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, what do they call it? The Marvel universe, the droids, the, uh, Sentinels life, like automatons or whatever. Oh, co- the codec, uh, the, um, life model decoy. Yeah. Life model decoy. Yeah. So essentially it's just a life model decoy. Right. But you know, it's, she's, she's the perfect girl. She's, she, she, she's an assassin. She's, you know, everything that she does is because she's got a, an electronic brain. So she doesn't make any mistakes, blah, 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 blah. And the same way with she's is like, he doesn't make any mistakes. He's just, so Shizor was the main villain in Shadows of the Empire. Yeah. Okay. And so he's the one on the cover of okay the game and the book. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm never a fan of. I always thought that this character was just poorly written. You know, why is this character at the right hand side of Emperor Palpatine and when listening in all the secrets? But you know, shoehorned the, in. Yeah, and and listening in while Darth Vader talks to Palpatine. You know, on all these important matters. Oh, by the way, this guy has been existing the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> so it just doesn't make any sense to me that you would have a character like that. Is he in a coma? <laughs> yeah. And I I just think it would have been better if he was trying to fight and get his way into this upper echelon of, you know, like he, why the fuck would he care about Emperor Palpatine? You know, there's nothing there for him to care about because nobody knows anything about this guy and he's secluded and he keeps himself away from everybody except for Vader. And I can, and, and Vader is just like a, like, a top government bureau type of guy. And I understand power and whatever else, but you're never going to get the Palpatine. So getting into his inner circle is next to impossible because he doesn't keep an inner circle. It's just him and Vader. There's only, there's only two, right? There's never more than two, right? No more, no less. So, and I can understand like if Palpatine gives him an audience and stuff like that, it's few and far between to make him sound like he's important, but he's not. Yeah. And and that's how they should have done it. They should have made it so that he would get an audience with Palpatine once in a great while, but not be his buddy, buddy is I'm just, I'm just putting it into simple, simplistic terms. And he should have been dealt with, with the, the higher ups on Coruscant, of course, because he's black son, but you know, he's, 
he's part of that wealthy elitism, right? Yep. So he's going to run in those circles and whatnot. And, you know, he may have political aspirations and this and that, but he's a, he's a fucking nobody, essentially. But he's somebody in the Black Sun organization, which is a powerful organization. It's a powerful underworld organization that took over in in the um, in the wake of Jabba's death as well. But then Shizor dies. So whatever. <laughs> I just think it would have been better if they had just play, downplayed it so that he is higher than Jabba on the list of fucking, you know, alpha males or whatever. Well, does uh, Lucas consider a Shadows of the Empire to be canon? Yeah, because it was supposed to be. Well, yes and no. It was, it's supposed to be because it takes place between Empire and Jedi. And it was supposed to be a whole multimedia event without a movie. So games and comics and books and toys and this and that, but no movie. And for the most part, it succeeded. Obviously, you know, people bought that stuff. But for me, the book was just not, just wasn't there. Mm -hmm. It just didn't feel Star Wars-y. I don't know how else to put it. So do you think uh, anytime soon they're going to announce that Lucas is taking back uh, creative control? Or they're going to give back creative control? I don't know. I don't. Look, <laughs> they've been talking about the Kathleen Kennedy rumors, this and that, and the other thing for what two years now, three years. Ever, Lucas uh, is taking uh, over. Ever since around the time of Rise of Skywalker, yeah, came I mean, out. Lucas is taking over. They're going to redo the trilogy. They're going to make a new trilogy. Lucas is doing a trilogy. Oh, we see him on set with Filoni and and Favreau. We see him do this. He's, he's helping with the Clone Wars. Blah blah blah. Kathleen Kennedy's, you know time is up at Lucasfilm and yet she's still there <laughs> and now and now it's the rumor is is that as of October as of the end of October she's out they're not renewing her contract you know it's just like when you have those fucking religious cults that say oh the end of the world's going to be on this day and then the day comes by and nothing happens they're like oh we misread it it's going to be on this date a couple of years from now well no my favorite is when you have when you have uh, these Star Wars places, not all of them, but the rumor, the rumor and news mill mm-hmm. where they essentially are saying, well, I have news for you, but take it with a grain of salt. You know, yeah, this is going to happen on this day because my insiders say, yep, really? And they you're say, I told you to take it with a grain of salt. Your, your insiders that you can glean from Reddit. Yeah. So I, I until, until you provide proof, you're, you're not giving us anything. And that that's what ends up happening with things like with the arcade one up and stuff too. Yeah. Where there's these rumors that start off on, it's either wishful thinking or a combination of wishful thinking and. Well, E3 starts this weekend. Yeah. Like they, they announced like through rumors and then they retracted a bunch of the information that the, the, they're, they're releasing a Simpsons cabinet. Right. For pre-order in July. Well, they did, they did announce that. Yeah. And they, then they announced that on Facebook with the two donuts in like a, a, a blurry image. Uh-huh. And then, but there was like information on like the Best Buy site and some other sites. And then all of a sudden they retracted it because there was a bunch of information on there that they didn't, that Arcade 1UP didn't confirm. Right. Arcade 1UP reveals Simpson four player cabinet as part of its E3 2021 lineup. Like they haven't said what the other games, other game or games will be on there besides the Simpsons game. But one of the, the speculations is that because the one of the pictures has a trackball in the middle, that the Simpsons bowling game would be on there. Oh. I don't even think I ever saw the Simpsons bowling game. I don't, I don't remember seeing the Simpsons bowling game either. Was that? I don't even know if that was a, 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 an actual release 
for the for the arcades or what? I mean, it's a cool looking cabinet, man. I wouldn't mind having it, but also it says it's rumored that it's going to be six hundred bucks. I'm not paying fucking six hundred dollars for that. You can kiss my ass. I'm not doing it. Well, those those don't look like stickers. No, either. they're not. Those, those ones are, are not. Those are actual um, coin doors. They're not like functional, but they're they're actual coin doors. But I I'm, I'm telling you, just like with the Ninja Turtles cabinet, I bought the Ninja Turtles cabinet for I think I got it for four hundred out the door from from Walmart. I, I I'm same thing with the Simpsons, dude. I'm not going. I'm not going up. I, I won't even pay five hundred for it. No, no fucking way. It's just too much. I know it comes with a stool. It's supposedly going to come with a stool and a light up marquee and stuff, but no, that's just too much to ask. Let's see what Reddit has to say. In a van down by the river. Oh, come on. Five ninety nine. Okay. Sounds like Reddit may be down. All systems operational. Really? So why are they hating then? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well. 2019. <laughs> Keep searching. You'll find it. Look at how the Arcade 1-Up official has zero people in it, but the Arcade 1-Up Reddit page, just a regular, mm. I don't know. Audacity is using my microphone, Joe. Really? Yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm, I'm, okay, I'm okay with that. What? Okay. No ROM, no self-promotion, don't break vendor rules. Okay. I just want to find the Arcade 1-Up. Probably look it up faster on a goddamn phone. Right. Well, this is the thing that bugs me about Arcade One Up, and this has been happening ever since I started buying the product in the last couple of years. Which is, their website is horrible. They barely give you any news or information, any updates on things. If you try to order parts, replacement parts, it takes fucking forever to get them. Uh, their their news is scattershot. It, it's like a poorly run website, and when news comes out, sometimes it's not confirmed. It's not even. A lot of times it's just speculation and hearsay, dude. It's, I don't understand how a company that is, it's, I've heard it's very successful. They're making money. They're, they're doing really well, but why is there these problems? Who the fuck is their marketing? Cause whoever does their marketing is shit poor at their job. These things are nostalgia incarnate. Okay. For eighties geeks like you and me. So there's a market there and a lot of people are taking advantage of it and so they should be able to spend the money on the marketing to get this shit out there better. And they're not. It's just fucking, it's messy. And it bugs me. Well, I mean, what do you want from them? Well, just, just more competence in their, in their marketing and their, and their news and, and, and even in their parts ordering or their website. Their website's clunky too. It's just. I, I, I can get behind the, the clunky website. and If they really make that, dude, that is a must own, that Tron cabinet. Yeah, I gotta have it. Dude, and if it comes with that glow and that that light up controller joystick, that would be awesome. Oh, that's just a modified. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'm not <laughs> finding any any of the good leaks pictures or anything else like that, other than the Simpsons one. Yeah, and then each picture ha- it, it's different. There's little variations on on the cabinet, so you don't even see a true version yet. Well, it's supposed to have the side and the um the base for the joysticks and whatnot mm-hmm. are supposed to be copies of the original game. Yeah. So So yeah, I mean it looks pretty much like the Ninja Turtle cabinet, just Simpsons. I mean which which kind of fits because the game is just like Ninja Turtles, just the Simpsons version. Yeah. I just yeah. But it was a beautiful game. I mean the animation on it is just absolutely great. You okay over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just I think I popped a zit on my <laughs> and it's bleeding. Oh, gross. 
You just licked it. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> See what I mean? It, even the people that try to advertise for them, you know, the, the, all the clickbaiters, they don't know either. They're, they have to speculate because. I don't know. I was looking at something else. Ars Technica is usually pretty good about leaks and whatever else, but um, most of the stuff is just not Simpsons, Tron, and other arcade one-up machines. Well, until, look, we got a couple of days, so we'll see what happens, and we'll just report back to you next week because E3 happens this weekend. And, you know, I'm looking forward to what what the games industry is going to give us. You know what? I, I don't really care for speculation. There's some fun in it every once in a while, but I rather would just have hard news, like factual news on what they're releasing. And if it, it takes six months for that to happen, then fine. Yeah. You know, also the quality of it. Like, well, I mean, we're going to get information this weekend. Yeah. So it, it is what it is. I just, I don't like it like this, how when it came out, they announced, yes, they're going to do it. But then these pictures are all pixely and blurry at times in certain parts. And yeah, I could give a shit less about that. I mean, just give us the information and get the fuck out of here because I don't care. It's just it's just like, it's the same as when it comes down to the, the Kathleen Kennedy rumor mill, those types of rumor mills. Either give us the information or get the fuck out. <laughs> oh, we got this from a close confidant inside the situation. Did you really? <laughs> Prove it. Cook unit. Give us the information. <laughs> and that's the most important thing is, Prove it. Mm-hmm. Well, I can't. Well, then why the fuck should we believe you? Well, I have it on good authority. Mm-hmm. No. It's like, it's like the kid from down the street who goes, my mom's uncle's father said that, uh, yeah, we're going to get a new TV soon. It's going to be twice as big as yours. Yeah. Yeah. I worked. Uh, I worked. I went to school with a guy who's, who said that about, well, my, my dad works in the games industry and, and uh, I, I already have, you know, this game number 14 yep you know and then they're only on like number six like how the fuck did you get to game number 14 if if uh they're only on on development issue number six or whatever yep wizardry wizardry seven well yeah. i've got wizardry 12 just like dude no, I, no you don't i hate when people lie for the just for the sake of wow. sounding interesting like uh okay for example the movie braveheart when it came out in 1995 dude i have braveheart three <laughs> I had a friend who got to see, see, according to him, cause him and his father used to get to see premieres like pre premieres for movies sometimes. Uh, cause his dad knew people. Right. And he goes, yeah, me and my dad got to go see the pre premiere for this. And it was a special director's version where it's like four hours long instead of three hour theatrical. And there's all these extra scenes in there and stuff. I've looked it up. There has never been any director's cut special version of Braveheart other than the theatrical. Right. So. Yeah. You know, it's just, again, my father's uncle's brother's nephew's cousin. What does that make us? Absolutely nothing. Yeah. It's just like, woo. Well, yeah. I, just, what does that make us? Okay. Turd Ferguson. Motherfucker. You startled me with that. <laughs> it's good sound quality, man. Squeaky, uh, squeak, squeaker, squeaking. <laughs> Yeah, I got the newest this and that. No, you don't. No, no. He's got a point. So, yeah. So, anyway. Um, yeah. I. The thing is with the arcade one-ups, it's at the point where I can make more room if need be for a must-have cabinet like the Dragon's Lair, the X-Men four-player, the Simpsons. I've got room for Dragon's Lair. Yeah. The Simpsons... I'll make room for one more. Yeah. 
the the Simpsons cabinet is if I didn't have as many cabinets as I already have, then I would consider the Simpsons a must have. Well, technically I could do two right there. Yeah. You can always do something. Yeah, there's always a way. But if they if Tron and Dragons yeah. Air come out, I'll get them both. I gotta I have still Tron. Want fucking ten- I gotta have Tron. Yeah. And, oh, you want the the uh, the Tempest cabinet? Yeah, I do. It, it's it's a pretty man. It, you can fit that right here. It's very pretty. It's it's it's, it's a pretty cabinet. Yep. You could technically fit it on top of that. Like if you took the riser out. Now you gotta have the riser. The riser is beautiful. Oh, you gotta have the riser. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's at the point where even though I I want to have more. It's just, there's, I'm not overclogging my, I'm not hoarding. I'm not going to hoard it. Yeah. So yeah, just, I'll just save for the must haves, dude. Otherwise just put them in the middle of your room and just back to back to back to back. Cause like even that, the, uh, the Pac-Man one, the Pac-Man, the, the Atari classics one yeah. or the Pac-Man, the Namco classic or whatever it is. Yeah. That's a really cool. Cause the riser has like actual Pac-Man images on it, you know, and, and it looks really, really nice, but you know what you could do? Is you could make it so that it's you build a wall mm-hmm. around you know your your bed yeah and now you have a room I I and I've and then that, you can put a cloth drape over it yeah and then I just have one opening for where I would go through to get to my bed yeah so then my yeah if I, I and then you can have that you can have like a like a a door or something there yeah it's just yeah there's, there's a, just go by a, a door with a frame and <laughs> I've already. I've already made concessions in my, my, my room to accommodate extra cabinets and it's getting to that point where it's going to feel very cluttered if I add any more. Yeah. That's what I would do if I were you. Yeah. I know I, I, that was something I actually considered doing and instead yeah. I just went and bought a smaller bed frame Yeah, and it fits now. I was able to fit another cabinet in. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> why you just build it around. Yep. So if that ends up having to be an option, sure. But uh, otherwise I'm not, I am not game, I'm not arcade one up. But frenzy buying right now, like I was for yeah. a little while. Yeah, I'm waiting. I've I've got to uh, I've got to make some payments. But yeah, that keep buying shit, you know, yeah. for podcasting and this and that and the other thing. That goddamn that X Men cabinet though will look will look real good in my living room. <laughs> shit. Good point. <laughs> Damn it! I need to just yeah. I need to just, I just got to get a bigger place, man. I I got to get a bigger place. Maybe buy a. You know what? When I buy, if I ever buy one of those little houses, you know, and put it on a piece of property, I'll buy like a shed, one of those little. No, just get an extra little no, house. No, the cargo containers, the kind you buy for like two grand. Yeah. And I'll just put insulation inside. I'll, I'll put a whole thing and I could just create my own little cargo container arcade. You could do that. Yeah. yeah they're oh. big enough. Uh-huh. I work in one. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I literally work in a cargo container. Hmm. So uh, where I work used to be a service station uh-huh. and then... Um, whoever took it over flyers or whatever decided that the front needed to be readjusted. Yeah. So they took a cargo container. So where the front door is, yeah. the entire length of the building is attached to a cargo container. Okay. And then they've just added the roof on top of it and yeah. built it up from there. I think it's two cargo containers. tall. Yeah. So I hear those things cost around 2000 bucks Yeah. and you just got to learn how to, you know, do the shit yourself for the most part. You can have, you, you can literally just Build a house out of cargo containers. Yeah. That's prefab. That would be cool. And it costs fucking just. Depends on who you buy it from. But yeah, I've seen some that are like, like, like eight, five grand, 10 grand. Yeah. Cause I don't need to have some big ass place. I really don't, but I would like to have an arcade. That would be fucking cool. A little man cave, you know? Uh, 
Yeah, the Alibaba. The Alibaba is like the, the main one. that $24,000 for a studio shed, uh, 10 foot by 12 foot, 41000 for a single slope steel home, which is 1,800 square feet. 41 grand. That's pretty big. Um, 10 by 18 is 4700 bucks. You can get two of those. Look at this, $45,000 for the granny flat panelized kit home. So Yeah. Definitely something uh, I'm looking, look, I'm, I'm interested in trying in the future. Yeah, they're actually pretty cool. Only problem is like if I buy a piece of land, say in Oregon in the middle of nowhere, like it's like, well, you know, what about sewage and running water and electricity and fucking. Well, yeah, I mean, you would have to do that. Look at this cabin tiny house. That's way too much. Or it's on property. Well, look at the size of that fucking thing. <laughs> Three by shipping containers, two bedroom home, full construction, blueprints. These are blueprints, but still. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. I don't like the stilts, man. That that's a disaster waiting to happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, see, you see that thing right there. Yeah, that's all. But like, some of them are fucking really cool. Some of them suck. Yeah, like like that one with the stilts. That one stinks. Look at this. You have one big fucking container there, and then you have another one right there, and they're kind of wonky placed. It's a wonky placement to have them on top of each other like that. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just fucking put another container on the other side and yeah. then have two containers on top? That way you have a way to go back and forth. You know, you have upstairs and downstairs. Yep. Type of thing. And have a little, um, um, you could also have an upstairs deck. Yeah. 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 That's a big dick deck. <laughs> See, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Some of them are fucking awesome. Yeah. And some of them stink to high heaven. You stink. Some of those weird art. Fucking shit box. Those artistic expressions. Yeah. Some look badass, dude. Turn one in like a hobbit hole. Yeah, you could do that. Buy some. Well, that one's cool. Look at that one with the car, the carport underneath. Top. Yeah. That one. Oh, that's a picture picture. Yeah. But yeah, you, absolutely. All right. But you want a hobbit hole, so who fuck cares? <laughs> that's, fan, yeah. that's fantastical type stuff, you know. Well, not really. You can make it happen. You got to learn how to do that shit, so. <laughs> you definitely got to learn how to do it, so. All right. All right. So hopefully uh, next week we'll... Uh, Next time, name, name next bat time, next next bat channel. We'll have what? the uh, the extra people there. Okay. Thank you, Bill. Oh it doesn't always have to be about you. Yeah. All right, you ready? I think I'm. I'm good. Yeah, you good? I am good. <laughs> Hold on, one more. No, ready? That's lame. That's an awful, awful. It's yeah. fucking awful. That's like some fucking show at two in the morning that's ending. On syndication. Ugh. It's like it's like a bad friends episode. Yeah. There like we the, go. It's like the intro to friends. <laughs> so. A band didn't show up one week, so they have this backup band. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, maybe next week I'll have some some news. <sighs> or those fucking things. What do you got, GERD? What's going on? My back hitches. Oh. So my sunburn it just <laughs> balls itch patting my head like I've got an afro or something I'm just patting it because you can't scratch it so it's just like that's what it's all about Glenn that's what don't rape it back rape it forward good night oh let's always rape it forward.